0: Welcome to Braided, helping you balance tradition in an untraditional world. This is a show where we gather and talk about all things faith, family, and business. I'm so glad you joined us. Hello. Hello, you guys. Yes, I am still in my messy office. And no, I'm not done putting up Christmas stuff. And actually, today, I worked more in the living area on our Christmas stuff. And so, which left me no room to work on this office mess. Like, I'm truly embarrassed about this, guys. Um I am, but hey, it's a part of the season, so I'm showing myself grace. I hope y'all will show me grace with this, um, because I do not like to have a messy background. It's actually, if I'm quite honest, it's one of my pet peeves when I see people do live videos, when when I'm like, C- clean your mess before you go live. Um <laughs> So now, maybe now I'll show those people some more grace because I'm trying to show myself some grace here. Um, but hello, hello, happy Tuesday, happy fourth day of the year. I hope y'all are doing well. Um, today's been a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, Darren and I went and had and I went and had breakfast with um some dear friends of ours that were driving through um, through Lebet, going back home to Colorado and um, that was really nice. It was a very, very lovely conversation. We talked about God, um, the the world, and what's going on in it, and um, raising kiddos. We got some good parenting advice from um, our wonderful friends because they're amazing parents. Um, and it was just fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, so today, if you and by the way, if you log on, say hello. Um, and excuse my mess, still trying to put Christmas stuff up. But say hello, let me know how your Tuesday's going. Um, and I'm just going to hop right in. So today we are talking about death defeated. Today's reading, Luke 23. Other passages to ponder. Oh, death, where's your victory? Oh, death, where's your sting? 1 Corinthians 15, When he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Ephesians 4, 8. The lion of Judah roars. All debts are paid. All past, present, and future claims are canceled forever. I have bought mankind back with my blood. My children are justified, redeemed, sanctified, no longer slaves. I have snatched them back out of the hand of the deceiver. Sin no longer has dominion. My children are no longer under law, but under grace. Charles Martin. Here we are on the eve of Christmas Eve. Perhaps you're putting the finishing touches on a few presents or wrapping up your baked goods, anticipating a time of celebration and fun with family and friends. I'm excited for you. And it's here we find ourselves reading through the darkest day of human history, Jesus's crucifixion. Though you may be tempted to skip this one for today, let's lean into it instead. What Jesus did here, he did for you. What he won here, he won for you. It's impossible to comprehend the freedom Jesus purchased for us if we don't first understand the depths of our own captivity. So take a few moments with this one, will you? Remember who you were and how you were when Jesus first saved you. Consider the miracle of your salvation. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you are wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all and use them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. 1 Corinthians one through 26-29 One of the beautiful gifts you could offer back to God this Christmas season is the gift of time and remembrance. Ponder how you've changed because of Christ's work in you. Imagine how you'd be if not for His miraculous saving work in your life. I shudder to think of how selfish and insecure I'd still be if not for the redeeming and refining work of Christ in my life. How has the living, breathing life of Christ in you changed you? Me, I'm less insecure, more confident, and yet far humbler than I used to be. God repeatedly humbles me but never humiliates me. I'm less afraid of the things I once feared because I'm far more acquainted with the father's love, which has brought great assurance to my soul. I'm less selfish than I used to be and far more generous because I now know that God's storehouses are overflowing and that he always provides seed to the one who generously sows. I notice and care for others first. Prior to coming to Christ, all I could see was myself, my sin, and my frailties. Maybe you've heard me say this before, but it didn't take me long to learn that insecurity is just another form of selfishness. I'm far more dependent on the Father and far less dependent upon my own efforts to strive, prove or accomplish things. It's God who establishes us, defines us, vindicates us and works through us. Far more rests on his shoulders than on mine. I know what truth deep I know that truth deeply now. Also, I think more often these days about eternity. I no longer look to this life to satisfy all of my deepest longings. I believe in God's miraculous power to intervene more than I fear the enemy's evil intent to destroy. I know now that this is not an equal fight. Jesus has no rival. He's the king. The enemy is a created being and he has his limits. I now spend more time enjoying the father's love and less time fearing the enemy's influence. Those are some of the ways I've changed, not by my own merit, but by the miraculous work of God within me. How about you? Do you have a few moments to sit down and consider what God has accomplished in and through you? Give God a treasured gift this Christmas. Marvel that he saved you at how he and how at excuse me, marvel that he saved you at how he saved you and at what this means for both your present and your future. If you think of it, it's truly quite miraculous. God literally reached down from on high and pulled you out of the kingdom of darkness and brought you into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased your freedom with his own life. What a wonder He forgave all of your sins, took away Satan's claimed territory in your life, filled you with his spirit and secured your eternity. You are in Christ and Christ is in you. Let that sink in for a moment. The Holy Spirit has taken up residence in you and works mightily in you to change and redeem you from the inside out. You're one of God's treasured possessions and his kingdom is coming to the earth through you. Wow Colossians 1:11 through14. When Jesus' broken body hung on that cross, blood dripped off his blood, off his body, fell to the ground, and shook the earth. The sky turned dark, the veil tore in two, hell shuddered. The demons were not prepared for such a great unearthing. They thought they'd won, but they'd be wrong. The reason Jesus served communion before he went to the cross is because we tend to forget the wonder, working, earth-shaking nature of Christ's sacrifice. He doesn't ask us to remember his suffering, so we'll continually feel bad about what he endured. On the contrary, Jesus asks us to remember the price he paid, so we'll more firmly grasp how free, cherished, and saved we really are. He purchased our freedom with his precious blood. You're not free and forgiven only when you feel free or perform well. If the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. Prepare him room. Precious Jesus, I confess it's difficult for me to spend time pondering your crucifixion. Yes, it's that very act that made us daughters and sons. You're, you boldly and bravely endured unimaginable scorn and shame. Suffering and pain because you were on we were on your mind. I was on your mind. You saved me. You saved me. Help me to grasp the miracle of this news. We celebrate Christmas because you broke through the cosmos, came to earth, and set the redemption of mankind into motion. This is the bravest love story ever told. I worship you this day. I remember you this day and pause to say thank you for all of the ways you've already changed me. I am rich beyond measure and love beyond imagination. I open my hands and ask for a fresh revelation of your sacrifice today. May it ground me more deeply in the kingdom that I might be more assured of my place in your heart. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Look up. Fast from an earthbound mindset today. Pause and ponder your own redemption and transformation. Consider the miraculous power at work within you even now. Give yourself some time and space to consider the miracle of your story. That was so beautiful. And, you know, guys, this actually makes me want to challenge both of us. You, whoever's listening to this, And I, and actually, you know what? We only have one more day left. I might actually go on ahead and read this. um, And then we'll be done with the Advent study. So if you're watching this live on YouTube or in the Facebook group, um, it says we're only going through day 23. But I just realized we only have one more day left. And so I'm going to go on ahead and read it. Um, but, um, going back to today's reading, um, I, I want to challenge us all to, um, to think about the ways that God has changed your life. I mean, man, I am not the same person that I was a year ago, um, much less five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I mean, when I look back at how much he has changed me, how much he has come in and redeemed me, it just blows my mind. I mean, he is such a good God. He is such a good God. He's He's miraculous. He's loving. He's graceful. Um, and I just cannot fathom life without him or or what kind of person or who I would be. I would be a monster because I have been a monster before in certain areas of my life and I'm still growing. I'm still changing. I'm still learning how to be a better daughter of his. I'm learning how to be a better wife. I'm learning how to be a better friend. And I still have lots of growth in all of these areas. Um, But I take, I, I have peace because I know that I am a work in progress with Him, and I know that He is going to continue to love me and take care of me and grow me and show me and teach me and discipline me as much as I don't like to be disciplined. Um, but but that's love. He disciplines us in love, and so I want to challenge you today to to think about that. To think about the ways that He has. Um, helped you and grown you um, over the years. I mean, like I said, I am not who I was a year ago, heck, probably not even a month ago. I mean, I just, I, last year, I I didn't ever, I never shared my word last year with anybody. Um, For some reason, I felt like it needed to be just between God and me. And and I didn't even share it with Darren till towards the end of this year or last year till the end of the year. Um, but my word for last year was cleanse. And y'all like, cleanse he did. Like, if I have to think about the biggest years of growth that I've ever had, it was last year. I mean, there was so much cleansing um that he did. And a lot of it was as a, a result of my father's passing the year before. Um because that that's a whole other story within itself um and and i still have yet to share anything about my dad only my my most dearest and closest friends um know my personal journey and struggle um with that um oh look at that um got some got some some spammers on my youtube um or hackers i don't know what you call not hackers but um trolls (laughs) um but that's okay that's okay that's okay hi trolls i love you god loves you too um but only my closest and dearest friends have um an insight into that and a lot of it's because like i said this past year was a lot of growth and cleansing and so um because of that i've still been processing a lot um with his death and just even with our relationship And so anyway, um, I say all that to say is like, I just think about who I was last year and how much growth he's given me and um, provided in my life. And I just, I'm so blown away. Like he truly loves us and he truly is um, the author of our stories and the, the, just the finisher and the promise keeper and the miracle worker. I mean, he is so Amazing. Um, So, so take up, take me up on that challenge today and, um, and know, just remember um, who he is and what he's done in your life. Um, Okay. So, we're going to finish this up today. Um, I know I didn't put that in my um, broadcasting stuff. And so, um, hopefully if anybody's following along with this, they'll realize that today is actually the last day, um, and not tomorrow, <laughs> but, um, let's just dive in and finish this. Um, day 24, live the promised life. Today's reading Luke 24, other passages to ponder. Again, he said, peace be with you as the father has sent me, I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, John 20, through 22. After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him. Acts, and then the same way you saw him go. Acts 1 9 through 11. If you woke each morning and your heart leapt, leaped with hope, knowing that the renewal of all things was just around the corner, might even come today, you would be one happy person. If you knew in every fiber of your being that nothing is lost, that everything will be restored to you, and then some, you would be armored against discouragement and despair. If your heart's imagination were filled with rich expectations of all the goodness coming to you, your confidence would be contagious. You would be unstoppable, revolutionary, John Eldridge. Today brings us to the last day of our Advent journey. I pray it's been a rich pilgrimage for you. Before we wrap up our time together, let's circle back for a moment to the beginning of the story. The angel Gabriel appeared to young Mary and proclaimed, greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. It's interesting how whenever angels appear in scripture, fear and terror tend to follow. I imagine the glow, the power and the earthly phenomena are enough to make anybody tremble and quake. At first, Mary felt fear, but then she settled into the idea that the Lord God Almighty was about to enter the world through her. Wow. God's call on Mary's life was certainly not an easy one. Yet she'd come to know love that was out of this world, and that would change her and the multitudes forever. Even so, consider the cultural norms of that time. Mary was a virgin, pledged to Mary Joseph, who was a righteous man. One day, unexpectedly, an angel from heaven interrupts her plans and tells her she's about to become pregnant without physically knowing a man. Surely her mind raced at the implications of it all. Just as there are gossips in our day, there were gossips in Mary's day. Worse yet, if religious leaders didn't believe her, she could be put to death for such a crime. But the long-awaited prophecy was about to be fulfilled. The Savior of the world was about to enter the world through her womb. Exciting on one hand, terrifying on the other. Mary's response to the angel, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. Mary had a relationship with God. She lived with a certain sense of expectancy. How else do you explain her heart trembling? Her heart trembling? tremblage one moment and humbly submitting the next most people would need a few months to think about such a proposition not mary she went from terror to trust in a matter of moments imagine the fears she had to confront the looks she had to endure and the questions that ran through her mind all while she leaned into god's redemptive plan for her and for the world mary should have been stoned for her sins but she was spared She should have been publicly shunned by Joseph, but he embraced her instead. Even though there were social customs that opposed Mary, there were heavenly realities that endorsed her. Mary trusted God, defied the odds, and lived out her God-appointed call. Let's revisit this powerful passage from Luke chapter 2 and make note once again how when an angel appears, man trembles. the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, of cloth. sorry, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was jo- joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Luke 2, 8 through 14. Picture the following scenes, if you will. Shepherds overwhelmed by an encounter with heaven and the message of good news for all people. Mary holds Jesus close to her breast, nurses him, and begs God for courage to raise him. Watch Mary giggle as Jesus learns to walk and talk. Her mama heart bursts with an affection for her son, who is also God's son. Imagine how startled she must have been when the caravan left town, but Jesus stayed behind and decided to teach at the temple, even though he was still a young boy. Envision her invulnerability once Jesus left home, went public, and began a ministry that would last only a few short years. Try to imagine her, her indescribable heartbreak as she watched cruel, jealous religious leaders murder her beautiful son because they were jealous of and threatened by him. Mary, more than anyone, knew Jesus' heart and how pure it was. She'd watched as he stood up for the oppressed, healed the sick, cared for the weak. She knew without a doubt that others that there was no no one in that excuse me that there was no goal in him he was innocent didn't deserve such vile treatment yet he himself predicted this all would happen this brings us to the final chapter in the gospel of luke jesus had died on the cross the community grieved the loss of a man who had turned the world upside down Let's read on and once again, note the power that surrounded the angels and the terror it caused in the hearts of the women. But notice, notice too how in a matter of moments they settled in and responded to the message delivered to them. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day? Then they remembered that he had said this, so they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what happened. Luke 24, 1 through 9. So while the focus on the angels, the wonder and the ability to settle into a magnificent, unknown, God given call, because just as the Father sent his Son, to the Son sends you, Jesus left the earth so that the Holy Spirit could come and fill us afresh with the very power of heaven you are called to live a life that goes away, goes way beyond your skill set passions and experience though god uses all of those things wonderfully so he invites you to so much more than your limited assets can contain the very power that raised christ from the grave is alive accessible and at work within you Something often happens to us is Christmas. at Christmas time. We settle into what we know. We love our comforts and we love our plan. Nothing wrong with that. But do not let this sacred holiday pass you by without asking, appealing to the God of angel, angel armies for a fresh perspective on your life. There's a mystery to his ways. There are parts of your story that he won't reveal until you're upon them in the moment. Like there were for Mary, there will be challenges that leave you breathless. But in the process, you'll get to know the love that has changed the world. As you cultivate a life of intimacy with God and an expectancy around his ways, you'll find yourself more ready to settle into his plan, even if you don't understand it. Dare to look up this holiday season and ask for something new. Ask the Lord himself to reveal a fresh revelation of his love, one that leaves you undone and renewed. All at the same time, ask him for new levels of awe and wonder that you might dare to go forward into your future, unafraid, full of hope. Train your thoughts to excitedly think about eternity because of the astonishing goodness that awaits you on the other side. May this holiday season launch you into your next season with the full assurance that you are one of God's dear children, covered, cared for, and called. And his plans for you are only and always good. I pray that our time together has helped your roots go down deep into the soil of God's marvelous love. I pray his word becomes one of your most treasured possessions. And I pray that his love compels you to live the impossible life that Jesus made possible for you. Snuggle up with a cup of Christmas tea this season. And remember, I'll be praying for you. A most blessed and merry Christmas to you. Prepare him room. King Jesus, how I love you. I submit to your rule and reign in my life. I ask you to grant me a fresh revelation of your unfathomable love. Awaken my senses to your very real presence in my life. I give you my full hearted yes. I will follow where you lead. Like Mary, I say, may everything you said about me come true. I know this. you said I'm loved, called, chosen, and part of the royal family. My name is registered in heaven. Help me to live the life you've promised. You are the reason I live. And regardless of how the world commercializes this time of year, I know that you're the reason for this season. Help me to live like the kingdom woman you've made me to be. Amen. Look up. Ask from familiarity. Stay astonished. Embrace wonder. You, you've countless reasons to stand in awe this holiday season. So stand, bow, sing, and rejoice. Our Savior has come to earth, and soon He'll return to take us home. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. That was such a wonderful reading. And again, we read through "Prepare Him Room" by Susie Larson, and I encourage y'all to get the book um get the book get the study um especially if you want to keep christmas going um throughout the the year which is what i plan on doing um but get the book get it for next year it was a beautiful read thank y'all for joining me this season even though we did go into the 4th day of january doing advent but hey that's okay there are actually um some christian religions that actually still celebrate christmas and advent throughout january and honestly Darren and I were planning on um doing advent until I think it's the 15th or 16th of january one of the churches that we um that we listen to um were doing that but um, we decided not to, and I wasn't even actually planning on staying off social media until then. Um, But when we decided, like, you know, we need to learn a little bit more about this. I mean, I had shared with some of y'all that this was actually the first year that we even did the Advent candles. Um, and so where it's like I know what Advent is about, there are, there are still traditions and things that I want to learn more about. And so um we didn't want to just do it just to do it, the whole into – the January um, and I think even February month, some Christian religions, um, we didn't want to do it just to do it. We wanted to understand and study the why behind it and um, all of that stuff, you know, and just know, like, are there other traditions that we're doing along the way? Um, And so since we didn't take the time or have the time to do that this season, we decided we're gonna stick to what we know because we wanna be, you know, we wanna be authentic and genuine. <laughs> um, if we were to continue to to celebrate through January. Um, but of course we can always all celebrate Christmas in our heart um and and keep keep it going throughout the year because It's such a blessing. Jesus is a gift to each of us. And I hope that you will continue to prepare him room in your lives, you guys. Um, So I love y'all. Thank you all for tuning in with me. It has been a blessing. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please visit us at www.braided.faith and find us on all social media platforms under Crystal Addis or Braided Faith. We look forward to connecting with you.